But it happened when Trump was in office, too. Anyway, uh, it's like children playing. It is uh, Bowerly News Radio 930 WBEN. Welcome to the program. Yesterday, obviously, we talked about uh, the earthquake that hit Western New York. It was the most powerful earthquake to hit Western New York in quite some time. But uh, the force of nature that is an earthquake, once again, tragically on display um, in, in Turkey. Uh, they got absolutely, uh, I mean, 6,000 people so far dead in Turkey. And mentioned this uh, yesterday, and uh, maybe there's a topic in here somewhere, but um, it, it was just the strangest feeling uh, being on a <clears throat> cruise in the Greek islands and then uh, going over to Turkey and getting off the boat and stepping onto Turkish soil and looking around, it was, I wouldn't call it a feeling of deja vu, but it was a feeling of, wow, I just feel so comfortable here. It's a, it's a gorgeous country. It really, I mean, I'm sure there are parts of it like any other place that aren't so gorgeous, but it was uh, it, it was just beautiful. The ride from the uh, port of Kusadasi to uh, Ephesus, the remains of the Roman settlement at Ephesus was absolutely um, it was breathtaking. And in that part of the world, if you've ever been there, you know that the sky is a special kind of blue. It's like when you're in um, Mykonos or Santorini, the water is a special kind of blue, and it's hard to describe. And it's a different kind of special blue than what you find when you go to Florida or the Caribbean or someplace like that. It was just uh, really uh, magnificent. feel very bad for, uh, obviously, for the people in Turkey. I mean, we lost almost 50 people in the blizzard of 22, and Turkey is dealing with at least 6,000 people dead, and I'm sure that that is going to go um, that is going to go even higher. Uh, we did have a caller yesterday who said that uh, there was some damage to his uh, his uh, basement block windows. The vents were somehow pushed out and said a neighbor had some back windows that were blown out. Uh, that call came in from West Seneca. Um, I have yet to, I have not received any photographs uh, proving what the caller said. So whether the caller did not uh, take photographs or uh, did not send photographs or uh, I have no idea, but all I know is uh, the only the only alleged damage that I saw from our earthquake yesterday was uh, a crack in somebody's basement wall uh, that allegedly formed after the earthquake. But you know, of course, we we talk about them um, uh, when they hit and when they're widely felt because. We're, we just don't think of this area as being California or Montserrat or any place like that where you have earthquakes pretty much every day. And uh, I made reference yesterday to the fact that some people in California, um, originally from Buffalo, were called and told about our 3.8 magnitude earthquake. And they were pretty upset. And they said, you called us to tell us about that? I mean, why not just say you heard water dripping? Because they're used to it, obviously, in uh, California. Now, um, it is 12, 13 minutes after 2 at News Radio 930 WBEN. Now, what I, what I was going to talk about yesterday prior to the earthquake happening, my plan was to talk about this uh, Chinese spy balloon and what you would have done and when you would have done it with the Chinese spy balloon. And uh, in, in fairness to uh, the previous president, Donald Trump, um, 
Chinese spy balloons, at least three that they're telling us, did fly over parts of the United States during his administration, but they were not detected at the time that they were flying over the United States. So this uh, idea that, well, Trump did the same thing, that's a, that's a wrong idea. Trump didn't have the opportunity because the balloons were not detected. We, uh, in the current administration, knew that uh, this is what our government tells us anyway, that the uh, Chinese balloon was over the Aleutian Islands. And for those who don't know, the Aleutian Islands are off the coast of Alaska, very desolate place. Actually, the Japanese invaded uh, some of the Aleutians during World War II, um, and it, they also launched a, uh, a faint attack on the Aleutians uh, when they were getting ready for the Battle of Midway. But anyway, uh, the Trump people didn't know there was a balloon, or three balloons, as the case may be, if you believe what you read. The Biden people knew that there was a balloon over the Aleutians, uh, and our military supposedly figured out that it did not pose any threat or any danger to American security and uh, let it fly into uh, into the uh, continental United States and across the country, ending up off the coast of Myrtle Beach, where it was shot down. So there, there are just some things that I don't quite understand about this, and I'm hoping that maybe, especially those of you with uh, Air Force or other kinds of experience, uh, can help me with this, because there's, there's things about this that just uh, don't make sense. First of all, um, I'm glad that we now are able to detect balloons entering American airspace, because it is inconceivable to me, given the amount, the vast amounts of money that we put into the military-industrial complex, inconceivable that the idea that high-altitude balloons could be a threat and needed to be detected before they crossed into our airspace, um, why would it take until now or the Biden administration before that realization hit? I mean, that balloon could have had a lot of stuff on it, just like the previous balloons could have had a lot of stuff on it. Uh, that wouldn't be good for us. But the other thing I don't quite understand is, I mentioned this, uh, I think, on Friday, but we have satellites, and I'm sure the Chinese have similar satellites, that are able to read, literally, the serial number on a dollar bill in your hand, that are able to tell the date of a coin in your hand from outer space. Now, personally, that is pretty amazing stuff. So if you've got that kind of technology which floats around all over us in uh, Earth orbit, what do you actually gain by flying a balloon? That, this, is, this is what's driving me a little bit bonkers. What does a balloon do that a state-of-the-art spy satellite is somehow unable to do? I don't get it. I also don't understand why this administration having detected the balloon over the Aleutians, did not take steps to take it down then, at that point. I mean, there aren't a lot of people who live in the Aleutian Islands. It's a pretty desolate part of land. Actually, if you've ever been to Alaska, most of the population of Alaska is along the Pacific coast. It's a pretty, it's a pretty desolate place. So I don't understand why 
we even upon detecting the balloon why we even allowed the balloon to sail over the United States, where it coincidentally hung out over some of our sensitive military installations, at least one. Uh, I'm sure that was just a coincidence and had nothing to do with whatever steering capabilities the Chinese may have built uh, into that balloon. But even then, I find myself asking the question, well, what would that balloon have picked up that a spy satellite missed? What advantage do you have by flying a balloon? It just it just seems a little bit weird to me. Unless it's a psychological game of, see, we can penetrate your airspace and you either don't have the will or the technology to stop us. The other thing that I don't understand is uh, in 2023, we don't have the technology to capture the balloon intact that's bothering me a lot i would think that there would have to be some way to slowly get the helium out of the balloon or whatever gas it was filled with out of the balloon and let the balloon slowly drop to earth i don't understand why you wouldn't want to capture it intact instead of having navy divers in the coast off of South Carolina, recovering wreckage from uh, what is supposedly a seven-mile debris field, I don't get why you wouldn't have tried to have uh, captured it. um, We don't, I find it amazing. We don't have the technology that is able to capture a balloon at 60 or 70,000 feet and bring it down to earth and have a look at it totally intact instead of putting it together in pieces from whatever wreckage you find in the ocean, uh, maybe somebody can explain that to me because I I don't get it. Now, there have been occasions where um, where jet fighters have actually fired rounds at these high-tech balloons, but uh, even though they penetrated the skin of the balloon and there was a leaking of the gas inside which gave it the lift, the balloon did not come down. So the Sidewinder missile was used on this balloon. I'm sure you've seen the video by now. So I mean, what, what do you make of this whole Chinese balloon story? What, what do you think is really going on here? Because there are just so many things to me that don't make sense. It's like using a, a, a Model A Ford instead of a Lamborghini to, to spy. I don't quite get it. 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. The other thing I find kind of funny is, uh, I don't know if you're aware of this, but there's a partnership between Google and the Defense and Intelligent Establishment of the uh, United States of America. Google is very, very much involved in the surveillance state. And the <laughs> fact of the matter is, for as, as upset as people get about spying, with the various devices like uh, Alexa and the cell phone that you have sitting right next to you, everything you say is recorded. Everything you say, everything you say is recorded. Google is a data collection company. That's what that's what it does. It collects data, both on you personally and on wider social trends. 
So we get so upset about spying, and yet we bring these devices into our lives that literally listen to every word we say. How many times have you said something like, you know, I've always wanted to go to Ecuador, and then suddenly on your cell phone, you start seeing a million ads for, come visit Ecuador, beautiful Quito. It's a wonderful place. Uh, Let's go to Carl in uh, Buffalo. Carl, you are on WBEN. Hello. Hello. I just wanted to uh, to call whether it was a you know weather balloon or what have you. Um, just as an Air Force vet, what really concerns me is that it flew over Offutt Air Force Base in Nebraska. Um, I don't know if you're aware. After 9/11, George Bush was flown to Offutt, Nebraska, for safety. Uh, that holds NAOC, Nair National Air Operations Center, um, kind of like Air Force One, just a level below. And then it flew over our nuclear sites. So I just wanted to hear your your opinion on that. Well, I mean, obviously it concerns me, but I don't understand what you get from a balloon that you wouldn't get from a spy satellite. Can you enlighten us? Uh, well, that's the thing. I And for it to be, you know, that high up and be maneuverable over certain sites, it just to me doesn't make sense that they would want to track the weather over our you know, nuclear sites or our, I guess our, our soft, uh, I guess the hardened facilities for the nuclear sites, but there was no soft sites that it was going over. Yeah, I mean, the, the idea, let's put it this way, the idea that uh, uh, this was just a coincidence, that the Chinese balloon just happened to fly over sensitive sites, that's like, well, you know, a 28-year-old died of a heart attack a day after the vaccine, coincidence, of course. I, I don't get it. No, and that was my thing. As soon as they said, you know, it was over off at Nebraska, um, that's real. That's what really concerned me. I was stationed in Ohio, and I know that that bird would fly to our base in Ohio quite often, um, and it was a priority one resource. So very important in the uh, American military. So, okay, you were in the Air Force. I don't know what position you held in the Air Force, but – does it concern you that in 2023 we couldn't corral the balloon and bring it down to earth in one piece? Yeah, with the, with the amount of technology that I seen at uh, the base that I was located at, I was security forces, which is military police to any other branch. Um, so to me, it just it doesn't make sense that we couldn't bring it down somewhere over land safely so that we could. Uh, investigate and, you know, put everybody's mind at ease. If it is a weather balloon, which I don't believe it was, um, but it just, yeah, it doesn't make sense. When you say bring it down, you mean lasso it and let it land safely intact in one piece? I don't I don't know if that's possible. Um, but, I mean, you know, the F-22 with the missile, I don't, I don't believe any of our drones could have got up there, but just bring it down over land to where we could secure it, um, you know, whether it be with military police, security forces, just get it in an area that we could, you know, set up a perimeter, secure it, and have people come out. Obviously, you don't want it in a high-populated area, but I think that there were there were opportunities that weren't taken. Well, I guess what I don't also understand is if it was considered enough of an item of interest that it got shot down in the ocean off of Myrtle Beach, why it was allowed to transit the United States unmolested, considering some of the territory it was flying over is pretty desolate. So I I don't get it. And I also don't understand 
why we wouldn't be able to somehow lasso the balloon or puncture the balloon just enough so that it would float safely to Earth, and then we would have it in one piece and wouldn't have to worry about reverse engineering it. Right, and that's... <clears throat> I just think, to me, it was... As an Air Force vet, it was a slap in the face to allow it to go over all of these sites that we are trained are high-level resources. Um, yeah, and I, I've heard a lot of people saying over Montana, uh, I mean, that's a choice, but like you said earlier, it could have been taken down over Alaska. Yeah, I, I don't know why we even let it go over the continental United States. I, 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 don't, I don't understand it. Why, if it was detected, why not take it down? I'm, I'm a little baffled by that. Thank you very much, Carl. I uh, appreciate the call very much. Um, your thoughts on this whole balloon issue with uh, with with China and how it was handled and how it should be handled in the future? There's so many things to me that just don't make sense. I'm not suggesting some um, vast conspiracy, but there are just some questions that simply uh, just don't make sense, and I, I don't have the answer for them. All right. Hello. It is Bowerly at News Radio 930 WBEN. The Chinese balloon. Your thoughts. Still hear people talking about the Chinese balloon. Um, you know what my questions are. I see no point to uh, repeat them at this point. 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. David in Lockport, you are on. Hello. Hey, Thomas. How you doing? Fine. Fine, fine. Uh Fighter jets have machine guns. They got 50 calibers or they got 25 or 30 millimeter cannon machine guns. You want to bring something down intact, you just fill the, uh, the inflatable part of it that's giving it buoyancy. You put a couple holes in it. comes down in one piece. You, can, you don't have to search the ocean bottom and have another excuse of not finding everything. Uh, if it ain't coming down fast enough, you put a couple more holes in it. What's it going, 50 miles an hour, 30 miles an hour with the wind? The, the, the fighter jet can't put some holes in it? I, well, believe it or not, believe it or not, before coming on the show, I did obviously some research. There was a similar balloon. It was a weather balloon, and it somehow got off course and was heading toward Iceland. And the Can Canadian Air Force scrambled jet fighters, and these jet fighters put hundreds of rounds through the thing, and it still didn't come down. Well, I don't know what kind of gas they're putting in it, why it wouldn't come down, because what they got a helium or hydrogen or hot air, and whatever they put in, it's going to come down if you put enough holes in Anyway, they used the missile, which is expensive and, and you know more extravagant, so Biden can say, look what we did. And people actually saw or heard an explosion, but they do it over the water where it's harder to retrieve the pieces. And if you're going to do it over water, why didn't they do it on the Pacific before it came across the country? This is what I don't understand. If they well, if they saw it, if they detected it over the Aleutians, why would you not shoot it down then instead of waiting for it to transit the United States and then shoot it down off South Carolina? I don't get it. Yeah. I don't either, other, well, other than the obvious in my mind. You know, the Chinese would keep doing this and say, hey, they're no danger. They're no danger. Just get used to them, and then maybe someday there'll be a pulse device on it. 
prior to an attack on us to wipe out our electronics. They could put the latest COVID on there to aerosol us, you know. Uh, and, you know, when it comes to ancient technology and people laugh at it, you remember, you remember what disabled the Bismarck at, at that time, the most advanced battleship on Earth? A uh, shot to the rudder, I believe. Yeah, by a, by a World War I vintage biplane. And the Bismarck had computerized systems to fire, and they were leading it too much because the computer was set to assume the planes were going faster than the biplanes could go, and it jammed the rudder. You're right. And I think they also a, used. I think, I think uh, they also used biplanes at uh, the Battle of Taranto, not Toronto, but Taranto, uh, <laughs> to drop uh, the uh, ancient torpedoes, which uh, did a number. Um, on on the the Navy and port there. Got to double check that. But thank you uh, very much, David. I appreciate it. Um, and uh, I think it was uh, one of one of the lesser known fronts of World War II was uh, Malta, and Malta was under this constant attack by uh, Goering's Luftwaffe, and they actually found on Malta a couple of old World War One era biplanes that they assembled, like it came from IKEA. They assembled these biplanes, and that cons- that was pretty much Malta's defense for a while during the assault on Malta. Um, it was uh, it's a pretty crazy thing to think about, but you know the World War One biplanes were basically <laughs> they weren't exactly uh, uh, they weren't exactly made of uh, very strong materials. Uh, it's uh, it's amazing the forces that they actually withstood, um, and obviously in World War One, um, Zeppelins. Uh, not Led Zeppelin, of course, but German Zeppelins. Actually, uh, a lot of people think that the World War II was the first time Britain was bombed by Germany. It's not. World War One. the Zeppelin menace would come over the channel and drop these bombs. And for whatever reason, uh, for most of the time, as it began, the Royal Air Force was just unable to knock these Zeppelins out of the sky. And they finally figured out a way to do it alternating uh, regular rounds with incendiary rounds. They finally figured it out, but my goodness. Uh, Let's get back to the calls. Chinese balloon, what do you make of that story? I have so many questions about it, and I just fear they're never going to be answered. Here's Jeff in uh, Kenmore. Jeff, your take on this whole situation. Yeah, well, uh, a couple different things. I mean, I think it's just a huge distraction from whatever they don't want us to really care about who knows so there if this thing flies across they make go they find out about it even if it's chinese or not it's they they know it's nothing they already i'm assuming the government their military would check it all out jam it do whatever they're going to do and then they shoot it down and it's nothing i mean realistically speaking do you think it's anything that they they don't know what it is at all and they're not just, you know, they're just not going to tell us. Well, it's disappointing that we didn't have the technology during the Trump uh, administration to even detect well, that's these the problem things. problem, too. Right, right. I agree. That's more concerning that these things flew over and we didn't even know about it than worried about now with this thing knowing that's going by. And they, 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 they did whatever they had to do to check it out. And they felt it wasn't a threat. So they let it go through. And that's fine I, I, compared to weather balloons fly in the last, you know, years before, and unfortunately, you know, they were not detected, you know, which is, I, which I think is worse, but whatever. 
but to get back, you also said something about Google and and, and uh, with the uh, monitoring and spying. Oh, absolutely. Google is very right. closely well, there's a tied. Great program. To... I'm not going to name the channel, but it's called Infowars. It's a fantastic do- documentary um, on a public channel, and what they do is uh, they, they 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 expose that the government, meaning after 9-11 and whatever, they wanted to get information, and they forced Google and all these other carriers to sign these documents that you will release and let us copy all this, all the data that goes through. And it, it documents the whole thing with the leak and everything. It was it's fantastic. Well, they, they didn't have to uh, they didn't have to get Google to sign any documents. It was a quid pro oh, quo they did. trade. It's in there. Yeah, but well, I think that uh, that's wrong because Google uh, benefits from the arrangement. The United States intelligence and military complex benefits from the arrangement, and uh, Google Earth is basically a synthesis of the efforts between the intelligence community and Google to work together. And uh, the the name for Silicon Valley actually is Surveillance Valley in some circles. Google didn't have to be forced be- to do anything. Oh, well, they had to sign off the documents and all of it to, in order to release the data. A lot of them are privacy guys. They don't want to give up information. I'm not talking just Google. I'm talking Yahoo, all of them. They had to give up the data. Every one of them that your search engine goes through had to sign these forms. I think there was one guy who kind of refused to do it and got an attorney who, who, who said, I'm not giving you my the, the, the personal information, and they took I forget what the outcome was because I watched it a while back. I mean, okay, I can understand it if it was a contract. If it, was, if it was a contract between Google and the other tech giants and our military and intelligent uh, industrial complex, intelligence uh, industrial complex. But Google didn't have to have its arm twisted at all <laughs> to, to get involved in this because they benefit, they benefit from data and uh, the – Google also benefited by state-of-the-art uh, intelligence on how to stop hackers. So it's a yeah, symbiotic these, relationship. Right, right. But all these companies were stating that we do not do this, and they were doing it. And the guy and the guy got all the information on it that he found that there's this server, you know, that the server at, I forget whatever building it was, was actually copying mass data looking for, you know, obviously terrorism and looking for whatever they're looking for. Uh, and that's the point that it's been going on for the whole time, you know, that they've been doing this. But they don't. But, but and that's where the info wars show. It's fantastic. It's a two part series. Right. But say that's that's you know, funny. That's funny stuff. to me. Uh, I mean, however discredited Alex Jones may be, um, it it is very funny to me that uh, well, not, I don't know if funny is the right word, but we're all concerned about our privacy. And oh, I'm not, not, not. Oh, you're not concerned. Well, a lot of people are concerned no, about no, their no, privacy. I'm not, not not concerned. I'm like, there's nothing that I individually as a person can do it. I have my cell phone, right, which I know listens to me. I try to turn off everything on it, but I know it listens to it. Of course, I it want does. Conveniences, and I know all my credit card transactions are done. So, how do you get around people knowing what you're doing? There is no way to do it except doing a Ted Kaczynski, and I don't mean blowing right. things up. I mean going off the grid. Um, thank right. you, thank you very much. I appreciate that. I mean, you know, how many times have you said something like, "I've always wanted to own a pet llama," and then next day on your uh, news feed, an ad for own exotic pet llamas? 
You can have some fun with it. 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. But, yeah, make no mistake about it. I mean, this is this is open source information. There is a very cozy relationship between the tech giants like Google and the American military and intelligence communities. And like any other relationship, it is symbiotic in nature. Each side gets something out of it. Let's go to Bob in uh, Amherst on WBEN. Hello. Hello there. My thought was, you know, it took so long for Biden to get interviewed. Maybe the decision hadn't come out yet from him. And he was just learning about it and hearing about it and hadn't decided what to do. Well, every day the president gets a national security briefing, and I would think that the minute this Chinese balloon was detected over the Aleutians, uh, he must have been advised uh, as to what was going on. Uh, He says that last Wednesday he ordered the military to take it down. I don't know why. See, the question to ask the president would be, well, why did you wait until Wednesday? What did you know and when did you know it about the balloon? And why didn't you order it shot down in the Pacific? That's true. That's what I don't get. No comprende. Where's the security? I mean, if they got all that information from the satellite, like you said, why did they wait till Wednesday? Uh, that is a question that I, I I can't answer it, and I would like to I would like to see it answered, Bob. Thank you very much. Eight hundred three oh nine thirty is the phone number. Star nine thirty on the cell phone. One eight hundred six one six W B E N. Yeah, if you spot something over the Aleutians, uh, like a Chinese uh, balloon, it seems to me that that probably would come up in the daily national security briefing that the president has. So this business about, well, on Wednesday I ordered the military to shoot it down, but they said it would be too dangerous. Um, I, I'm not buying that. I mean, it, to me, it should have been shot down before it had a chance to go over the continental United States, operating on the theory that you have no idea what the balloon was all about. It could have had... Um, it, it could have had nukes on it to cripple our electrical grid. There's a lot of things you could put on a balloon. I'm not sure how effective um, aerosolized viruses would be at such an altitude because it gets very cold. Don't know if that would kill off the viruses or not, but um, I, I don't know why. I, I don't know. They, I don't know why they shot it down on Saturday when, to me, they should have shot it down the minute it was detected over the Aleutians, or at least the day after. Uh, it's a very desolate area. Um, Shepherd Jim in North Tonawanda, you are on WBEN. Yeah, Tom, listen, um, I don't have a problem with you saying, you know, um, the balloon versus the satellites, and what do you need a balloon for if you already have satellites? All well and fine with me. That's the point of conversation, and I have no problem with it at all. However, I'm going to tell you something, Tom. The people in this country better get one thing through their head and take this very seriously. The Chicoms are very serious about knocking us off our perch. The other night I was watching the movie Pearl Harbor. In that movie, John Voight played the part of President Roosevelt. And John Voight said, when he was informed about the surprise attack at Pearl Harbor, he said we were attacked by the Japanese, a people that we consider to be inferior to us. We thought the Japanese were inferior. 
And look at what they did to us at Pearl Harbor. I'm telling you, history is repeating itself. Well, it's n- nobody over again. Nobody should have thought Japan was inferior to the United States because uh, the Japanese Navy destroyed the Russian Baltic Fleet during the Russo-Japanese War in uh, what, 1905. Japan was actually our ally in the First World War. Everybody knew that Japan was building up its military. Japan had conquered Manchuria in China by 19. 19- 1931, nobody in the United States should have thought that Japan was inferior to us in any way. By the way, Tsar Nicholas II of Russia, when he was touring Japan, was actually attacked by a samurai sword-wielding policeman. Uh, and uh, since ever, ever since that happened, Tsar Nicholas II would refer to the Japanese as, uh, well, less than human, I'll put it that way. Yeah, I'm, but I'm just saying, we had better... Get serious. There are people in this world. You know, Tom, I think I told you before, I'm addicted to reading techno thrillers. I read my first techno thriller in the summer of 1985, The Hunt for Red October, and I've been addicted since the summer of 1985 to techno thrillers. And the guys that write these techno thrillers, they're all ex-CIA, ex-Special Operations guys, Navy SEALs, Green Berets, so forth and so on, Marine Special Operations, and the one thing that they all agree about is that these we are letting people in this country that hate us, and we're, we're not taking, we don't understand the depths of their hatred against us, and we had better start taking the threat seriously, because the Rome fell. That's a, a documented historical fact, and the Romans thought nobody was going to knock them off their perch, and it happened. Well, like any politician, every country has a shelf life. And, uh, you know, what you are saying is absolutely correct. Uh, We'd be living under the Persian Empire, the Babylonian Empire, the Egyptian pharaohs. I mean, we'd be, if, if empires lasted forever, we wouldn't be living in the world in which we live today. And I think you're absolutely right about China. China wishes not only to be the dominant power of the East, it wishes to be the dominant power in the world. And I I don't think it's possible to overstate the threat posed to the United States in the long term by the People's Republic of Communist China. Yes, and one final point, because I know there's other people on hold, I'm going to let you go. But here's a point. There are more Christian churches in the United States of America per square mile than any country on the face of planet Earth. And I'm going to tell you something. The Luciferians have targeted us for, for extermination. They want us exterminated. This is a serious threat. We need to take it seriously. And I'm, I'm afraid we're asleep at the wheel right now. I'm hoping we wake up in time. We shall see. But the, there's other callers on hold. All right. Thank you very much. The Luciferians. The Luciferians. Wow. Getting a little holy on me here on a uh, Tuesday afternoon. Talking about the Chinese balloon, and there's a lot of stuff that, frankly, I don't understand about the Chinese balloon. I'll uh, go through that after the news at 3 o'clock for you on News Radio 930 WBEN. Let's go to Dan in Buffalo. Dan, you are on WBEN. Hello. Hi, Tom. Yes, Hope sir. you're well and everything. Of uh, course. Very much respect you for him and everything. Love it, you know. Uh, I was just going to try to throw out a little bit of a contradictory point a little bit. Not that I'm a huge Biden fan. You know, I'm not a politician fan, so we're not going to get into that. But, uh, you know, they could have known about it a little bit and, like, maybe seen and tried to figure out what kind of information or 
tracking what where it was going and where the information was being sent until it did get over like the United States and stuff when people would notice it and then they would have to say something. You know, I was kind of like thinking along those lines because you know it's, it's they're not going to tell you anything, everything. You know, and anything they do tell you might be garbage from there. So that's just a little bit from there. You know. Well, I'd like to believe that you are correct. I'd like to believe that our satellites closely analyzed the balloon, determined that it was not a threat, determined there were no radioactive isotopes involved. I'd like yeah. to believe that we have that capability, but I don't know that we do or we don't. But here's here's what I don't get, Dan. If, if yeah. the balloon had to be shot down uh, off the coast of South Carolina – why couldn't it have been shot down off the Aleutians? Oh, I have no idea. You know, I, I, I have no idea. You know, like like I said, you know, they're all shipping us either what we want to hear or something just to misdirect us. Uh, it, it's hard to speculate from that, you know. It could have been just some guy asleep at the wheel and just didn't even see it. So it's like, oh, it's right here, you know. No, they picked it up. They picked it up over the Aleutians. Now, during the Trump administration, see, so people are trying to make this political. And one of the things we kept hearing over the yeah. weekend was, well, this happened when Trump was in office, too. Well, there's a big difference. When Trump was in office, we didn't have the technology to detect these things, which, by the way, should concern anybody because you're supposed to have mastery over your own airspace. So we now have the technology. So Joe Biden had information that Donald Trump did not have comparing Trump to Biden in this situation is a spurious comparison because one guy, Biden, had the information. One another guy, Trump, did not have the information. Yeah. And to his credit, he said shoot it down earlier. And the other guy's like, nah, let's just wait. But you know, but you know, who knows? But I just want to throw that out there just a little bit. You know, respect you guys and uh, respect your opinions and everything like that and keep it up. No, you're very kind. Thank you. Thank you very much. See, the other thing, too, is, and we probably are never going to know this, or it'll be like the JFK documents. Yes, it was a single nut who did it, but we're going to hold back thousands of documents. That makes no sense. Use your logic. Use your common sense. If Lee Oswald was the lone nut assassin of JFK, why do they still have so many CIA documents Uh that are hidden from us 59 years after the fact. It makes no sense. If it was a single nut to single nut, compare that to uh, when McKinley was shot by Leon Cholgosh. Uh, there were some early uh, talks that there was a conspiracy involved, involving people like uh, Emma Goldman and some anarchists in Cleveland, but uh, those proved to be dead ends and the police couldn't prove anything, although Emma Goldman was later um, arrested and uh, sent packing to the Soviet Union, as I recall. Anyway, it is uh, 2.57 at News Radio 930 WBEN. Your take on the Chinese balloon and what happened and what should have happened. And I've got more questions than I do answers, to be very frank with you. Um, I'd especially like to hear from those of you who are veterans, and in particular, recent veterans.